I'm making you the primary on a high-profile case we're getting today, and I want you on point. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Who's the client? Technically, the client is the Tory party. Mucho moolah. They're paying us from the party coffers, so don't be afraid to go all out. We're going to charge them top rate. Rupert Holcomb is in a spot of bother and needs our help. Blimey. Our next Prime Minister? Or so the papers would have us believe. Rupert Holcomb, Conservative MP for the London Borough of Haddock West, one of the safest Tory seats in the universe. The party's latest great white hope. No scandals, no skeletons in his closet, no sex with farm animals, or at least no photos of the deed. The very picture of a pleasant blandness that every party tried to find in their brightest stars these days. The one thing that gave his public image an edge was his relationship with the late supermodel and it girl, Louise Fowler. Everyone envied the lucky bastard for pulling her. By all accounts, they were genuinely in love. Then she died from cancer, diagnosed too late. That added some pathos to his profile. He nursed her to the very end, and that won him a load of sympathy from female voters. All the market research proved it. So what does he need our help for? I asked. I'll leave him to tell you about it. Now, I already pumped you up as one of our brightest young stars in the agency, so don't cock this up. Right, no pressure. Just my job on the line, that was all. Holcomb came into the office with his party whip, Hugh McLeish, and a couple of minders. It was McLeish who made the decision to hire us. He was obviously the real power here, grooming Holcomb and keeping him on the straight and narrow in preparation for declaring his candidacy for Prime Minister at the next general election. McLeish, hatchet man and inquisitor of the party, was the one who strong-armed Holcomb into coming in and was here to hold his hand. We escorted them into the conference room. Cheryl served tea and sat down to take notes. As soon as Holcomb sat down, the smooth, media-trained facade slipped. His body language changed. His shoulders sagged and he slumped in the chair. He looked small, haunted and desperate. I wondered what Holcomb's dilemma was. Someone blackmailing him? Compromising photos to track down? A missing person he needed to find? Background check on someone in his life to see if they were who they claimed to be? I reckoned it would fall into the usual range of problems a public figure like him would encounter, and it would be up to me to help him find the answer and to keep it out of the papers. This would be another of those things that the general public would never hear about if we did our job properly. My dead girlfriend is having sex with me in my sleep. Ah, thanks a lot, Roger. I stayed composed, allowing nothing stronger than mild surprise to show on my face. We already told Roger, uh, Mr. Golden, stammered Holcomb. Yes, I put on my most reassuring smile. But tell me from the top, take your time, you might recall certain details you missed the last time. It's Louise, the client said. For the past month, she's been coming to my bed at night and... He choked again. So your dead girlfriend has been coming to your bed at night? I had to say it out loud just to see how it sounded. Nope. Didn't make me feel any less out of my depth. Yes, yes. It sounds mad, but it's true. She's been coming to me at night and... And, well, she's been... Uh, making love to me. 
I see, I said, struggling to maintain my poker face. Could this be a recurring dream? I mean, wouldn't it be better to consult a psychiatrist or, if you believe it's something else, an exorcist? It's real, damn it, he cried. I know it's been happening while I'm asleep. It's, how do I put this? When you've been with someone long enough, you come to know their habits, their touch, their perfume. His face went tomato red as he stammered, and finally his ability to talk shut down. He probably would have been a lot less embarrassed if he were talking about getting mugged or blackmailed. But this was way out of his league. And mine too, but I wasn't about to admit that. It was my job to reassure him and tell him I was going to solve his problem. The best I could do here was pretend that I would. I can vaguely recall it happening, just on the edge of sleep. I never woke up, and there's...